0: is the CR Checkup Podcast. My name is John. I'm a grateful believer in Jesus Christ that struggles with drugs, alcohol, and pride. And you're listening to a testimony talk. Buddy, welcome back to the second ever Testimony Talk, and it is a very special episode. I've got my mom on the call with us. Uh, mom, would you introduce yourself for us?
1: Uh, yeah, uh, I'm Lori, I'm a Grateful Believer in Jesus Christ. I struggle with codependency, fear, and people pleasing.
0: And did you say your name? Yes, Lori. Lori. <laughs> Hi Lori. <laughs> How how are things going on over in your house? How have you guys been dealing with quarantine? You guys been um, how are you dealing with it all?
1: Well, you know what? It seems maybe a little busier than um, than the norm, probably because all the grandkids are out of school, and so they're they've needed sitters and care and all of that as well as um we've been doing a lot of zoom meetings and bible studies over zoom so we definitely it seems as if uh dave and i are both working from home so there's that we've definitely been busy
0: are, are you experiencing any zoom fatigue yet uh,
1: yeah <laughs> i i'm definitely ready for it to be over it's um it's it seems like it's getting easier to communicate that way, but it's just, it just doesn't have the same feel.
0: Yeah, for sure. Now, and you guys lead a a Celebrate Recovery in, in Buckeye, right? And how how has that been going? How have you guys,
1: you know, um, there's those few that um, continue to do, do the Zoom meetings, but I, I feel like um, it's just difficult for a lot of people, some people that don't, maybe aren't, um, don't have the um, necessary equipment to, to do the Zoom meetings or, mm. um, or maybe they, they just aren't they just aren't real savvy with with how that works or whatever. So I feel like it's been, um, even though it's good to stay connected and have those few that, that are doing the meetings, it is difficult for, for a lot of them. I feel like we've lost some connection.
0: Mm, yeah, no, I definitely agree with that. Uh, is, has there been anything just really unexpectedly cool happened during this time? Or if not, um, anything embarrassing that you're you're willing to share? <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, definitely something cool. Wow, I, embarrassing. Um,
0: it just either or. You don't have to do both.
1: Um, well, it's definitely um, cool is. I, in fact, it's really interesting because our pastor a couple weeks ago did a sermon on being brave and having purpose, and mm-hmm. and um, talking about how that's the thing that can help us get through uh, COVID is is having purpose so that we're not just, you know, sitting here waiting for COVID to be over and not knowing what to do with ourselves and being depressed Mm. is having a purpose. And I feel like God has definitely been um, put it on our hearts for a while that he had bigger plans for us, something um, different in store. And um, we were feeling as if we were being led to go somewhere else and do something, um, maybe with Celebrate Recovery, maybe with you know, hel- helping people on some level. But then when, when COVID hit, it was one of those things where we're like, well, probably, I can't really imagine that it's gonna happen anytime soon because we're all stuck and mm-hmm. nothing's happening. Um, but um, Dave was just prompted by the Holy Spirit, by something to, to just um, go online and look at some jobs. And um, on when he went on, there was a job, Um, in Alaska, exactly where we were kind of feeling led to go. um, That was so perfect for for him. It it was as if his name should have just been on that job. Mm -hmm. Uh, So he reached out to them, sent him his resume. And within a matter of just from Friday afternoon to Monday morning, he um, had a response and an interview. And um, that was less than a month ago. We are now our house is all packed up. And we're we're ready to to make this move. In fact, John, you you know you know this as well because you're helping us out with a lot of that. But it's it's been an amazing journey, and I can't say if we hadn't already felt led to do this, that we wouldn't have backed out or maybe not um got this far because it would have been too scary to think um to just take that leap. But like I said, for months we've we've felt um, something more pulling us that direction. So I just feel like this has been God answering that call. Um,
0: yeah, no, I I think I could definitely see, you know, outward looking in, definitely how God has been doing amazing things and just the uh, amazing amount of affirmations, you know, with just things lining up, uh, with things just kind of naturally being taken care of, uh, a lot of, like the big things that a person might worry about in a big move like this uh, have been, you know, pretty minor. It seems like anyways, I'm sure there's a lot of it it, it, for me anyways, looking out and dealing with it it, myself, it's been more emotional than anything else. Like it's, it's God is taking care of all of the physical needs. um, And of course he's taking care of the, the emotional as well. um, But it almost seems like he's like, look, I'm going to take care of all your physical needs. I got you. Um, But you, you deal with your emotional, you know, make sure that you deal with the grieving you deal with all of those different emotional pieces of it. And, and that seems like what it's been, which has been a really neat experience. And, um, you know, as a son, you know, looking to uh, his parents, it's been super encouraging and very proud of my parents and, and just uh, you know, very grateful to have a really. I love that you brought up bravery because um, to have encounters with bravery, uh, personal encounters with people who are willing to be brave in the name of the Lord, um, is not very common, and it's a, a blessing to me, and I know to my wife as well, and and to many other people that are watching and and kind of along with. With this journey with you guys, it's very encouraging, and it kind of sprouts that bravery up inside of us. So, thanks, thanks for allowing Olivia and I to be part of it.
1: Oh, thank you. <laughs> I, I I do appreciate that. You know what I think is kind of cool is a couple of years back, and this this was um, in the midst of doing CR with with your group at Palm Valley, was in um, some people watching may remember, is I was, I was struggling with um, something I felt like God was leading me to do, and, and wow, I, I didn't really feel like, it seemed silly, which was quit my job, and um, how that whole process of working through that led to me working from home, and um, that is something now, as we're getting ready to make this big move, has been so incredibly awesome, and I just, you know, it's so cool to see that all played out, um, over the last couple of years that maybe that particular, um, urging from God was specific to this event. Um, Mm -hmm. now I'm taking that job with me across the country where they might, Mm -hmm. may not have been all that. They weren't even that that comfortable with me Mm -hmm. working from home back then. How I can take that with me. And, um, and so, you know, you just, just think about all of those things and how that all plays out together and how God's God knew this was going to happen a long time ago and, and he was working out the details even back then.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I, I love that so much. And so I think you, you kind of bring up some good points and I think that we can uh, definitely always look back and see God working. Um, and so let's uh let's travel back a little bit, even further um, to see, like to, to tell the, our listeners, and I'm actually really excited about this too. I love getting to hear, uh, listen to kind of you know your story and it's it's extremely redemptive for me um, but I'm excited for the listeners to kind of hear get to know you a little bit better so tell us a little bit about just let's go way back and tell us a little bit about kind of your upbringing um, pretty vaguely you don't have to get into excruciating detail <laughs> but just tell us tell, tell, uh, let's get a little acquainted with with your upbringing.
1: Okay, um, well, I was raised in a Christian home, never knew a time without God being a part of our lives. We were always in church, always, um, I I actually didn't know that I wasn't saved until um, my brother very bluntly told me that I hadn't, I hadn't done exactly what I needed to be saved. (laughs) I was was like probably four at that point. (laughs) So, um, you know, that was something that I did then I was, and I was very aware. I still remember doing that, um, from a very early age. I remember, um, wanting to become a missionary and, um, I would kneel, I got in trouble when I was in kindergarten for kneeling on the bus with a little girl, um, (laughs) and praying her because i you know i was i had been witnessing to her i remember heading out out of the house with tracks in hand to go hand them out we didn't get out of the yard before i turned around and went back because i was i was scared but um yeah so there was a lot of that we were raised in christian schools very naive um very sheltered um my parents were were very strict i think um weren't taught great communication skills and I think um I was always a people pleaser and I think that um my parents probably um you know I think it's hard for parents not to but I think that they helped that to become stronger in Mm. me not intentionally doing anything wrong but I think that 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 has kind of driven a lot of my life is wanting to please other people and, and not realizing that that was a necessarily a bad thing, so I think that's kind of what what took me into um a relationship when I was sixteen that um was all about helping and, and pleasing and making everything okay in somebody else's life uh, and that relationship I ended up becoming pregnant and and um, got married at at seventeen and had my first child at just barely 18. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So, and that was, um, we were married for 19 years, had four children, lost a child um, at at SIDS. Um, So there was five children really, Mm -hmm. four living children now, Mm -hmm. Uh, and just lots of moves and chaos and um, not a good, marriage relationship um and and that ended in 2005 because uh, at that at that point we were going to palm valley church and Mm -hmm. um, i met up with um some women which was definitely a a divine appointment and and god just used that so beautifully but um they led me to celebrate recovery and i um, got a sponsor went through the steps and realized that all of those behaviors as the people pleasing and the codependency and the, you know, all of those things were not good character qualities, mm-hmm. not, not to the degree that I have mine. <laughs> tell,
0: tell us a little bit more about that. What was that like? Kind of, um, oh, hearing about, something? T- yeah. Tell us a little bit about that, uh, that kind of coming into contact with celebrate recovery, hearing about it, um, what were your thoughts? Did you think that you needed it and then um once you kind of started what was what was it like kind of coming to terms with okay the things that i'm doing and saying and thinking might not be very healthy what What did that journey look like kind of just getting started with it
1: well it's scary for one i, I remember I still remember vividly that the first meeting that I went to it was a it was a hotluck and um the testimony was, I, I, my eyes had to just practically be popping out of my head as I listened to, to the honesty of, of this person. And not, you know, growing up in the church where people didn't talk about the issues that they were having, um, not a, to that degree anyway, and just thinking, wow, this is a place where I could truly, you know, hear and, and help my to work through the things that I would never. In my life, Mm -hmm. I said out loud before. Mm -hmm. Now here was a place where people were actually really willing to open up and be honest. And what um, what an awesome thing to see, what or to experience for that, especially that first time. Um, But then I think that that going outside of CR because that's all great when you're inside of CR and you realize that you have these healthy people that Mm -hmm. are willing to share as well as to listen to you and not judge you but then when you go outside and you have to practice those skills in other places how scary it is because those people on the outside um like some you for who you've been all of mm. this time and aren't necessarily going to encourage you to change especially if they, if, they, if you've been enabling them and so i think that was the hardest part was just the um okay this is who i what I need to change. This is who I should be. And I want to be that person, but, you know, I also love these people. I don't want to lose relationships. I don't, you know, and, and so it took a long time. And I do have to say that it wasn't easy. It sometimes it seemed as if I was losing relationships, but, um, over the years, you know, the relationships may have, Kind of almost gone away or, or, or not been existent very much, but in the end, the relationships were so much better for that. For mm. for stepping up and, and and making that change in my own life.
0: Yeah, for sure. So, um, uh, just maybe tell us a little bit about kind of your understanding of codependency, um, because I think that sometimes it's it's a confusing thing and. We know that, you know, there's a certain level of um, maybe the symptoms of codependency in everyday life. So what is it like kind of navigating recovery and kind of understanding what it means to you?
1: Well, I actually think that, um, for me anyway, that the root of my codependency is it comes from fear mm-hmm. and um, the desire to fix something, not, not completely relying on God to take care of the detail. It's wanting to jump in and, and help somebody fix something um, because I'm afraid for them and what their choices are going to do. So I might rescue them or help them, but the things that I'm doing aren't necessarily beneficial to them because they're not um, learning to take care of themselves. They're not learning to step up and do for themselves. And they, they, they lean into that. The more you help them, the more they lean into that because it's easy. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, the second that you stop being that person, they've learned to expect it. They don't, I mean, it's not necessarily that they, we've all been more or less programmed by how we expect people to behave. Mm -hmm. So when, All of a sudden, it seems as if we're being mean or not caring toward them. But really, um, you know, it's just, it's not turning them away. It's just not doing the work for them. And um, so I I definitely don't think it's easy. I definitely think that it's easier to get to the root of why we we think that we need to be that way with people um you know is it because i want people to like me which is another reason that i think that i'm that way if you know if you're willing to do everything for everybody you usually can make a lot of friends
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah no i think that's a great great outlook and i really love that um what so tell us a little bit about what is what does recovery look like for you i'm so obviously you work the same 12 steps uh you got a sponsor accountability partners all of the same things that every single person is going to do coming in to celebrate recovery or any recovery program for that matter same 12 steps same principles all those different things um but what does recovery look like day to day for you how do you um you know how do you gauge what it looks like to to you know, pick up that coin, and to you know, <laughs> what 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 do you consider a relapse? Those different types of things that I think are pretty difficult for uh, for those of us who have struggles with you know anger or um, these different types of, of uh, struggles that aren't necessary are aren't necessarily as easy to to know you know, if I uh, drink alcohol, I'm trying to not drink alcohol, it's easy to say, well, if I drink alcohol, then that's not, you know, that's a relapse. Um, with codependency, it's not as simple as, well, if I help somebody, then that's a relapse, right? Right. So w- what, is that, what does that look like?
1: So, you know, that's, that's a really good question because I've really struggled with that over the years because I don't want to think that every time I help somebody every time I do something that I'm being codependent or that that's who I'm called to, to be as this person that, that would never be willing to help him because you can do that yourself. You get <laughs> up. And so that's been really hard for me. And I think, um, I don't think that we're, we, every time we help somebody, it's like, Oh, uh, you did it again. You're codependent. And I think that, that most of the, the way that I have, have learned to deal with this is to say, I need to be in prayer. I need Mm. to be praying about these relationships. I need to make sure that, that I feel God is calling me to help in this situation and not controlled by either, well, they're not going to like me if I don't do it. They're going to be mad at me. Um, That I can't allow those, those feelings to determine whether I do something or not that I, you know, it has to be done. In um, a way where it's not fear, it's not people pleasing that, that controls that, and, and I, I really try to lean into, especially with um, when when I'm talking to a um, accountability partner or a, you know a a person that needs to talk mm-hmm. that I'm being their accountability partner. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It is, is that? Wow, you know what? As a parent. Who sometimes we help our kids, sometimes we get help from our parents. And is that all codependent? No. But make sure, you, make sure you're praying about it. Make sure you really feel like God's leading you. And make sure that you're that you're um looking at your emotions and, and if, if it that plays into why you're doing it. Um I boy, I feel like I relapse all of the time. And the 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 beautiful thing about it is that God's grace is always there to, to bring you back and to help me to do better the next time. Um, and, and I have to say there's times I feel like I've done the right thing, um, I've made the right choice, but as soon as I am away from that person or I get off the phone from from um, taking the, the stand against codependency, I fall apart. I'll, I'll, mm. I'll cry, I'll, I'll you know just struggle with that because it doesn't make it easy just because you do the right thing doesn't make it easy. Mm. But when you see the results in that person's life, because you took that stand, that is your reward. Mm. And I, I think as parents, we, we definitely need to know that the, that reward is not always instant that de- we don't see the reward right away all the time. So
0: yeah. that's really good. I, I like that a lot. I think, um, you know, a lot of what you're talking about is is, in when we're talking about these things with others is learning to create boundaries and, you know, especially with codependency and anger and even eating and those different types of things. Um, it's very personal in the sense that, you know, uh, each situation is unique to each person mm-hmm. and I have to learn to make those those boundaries and saying, uh, you know, at outside of emotion, right? Like I'm not going to create my boundaries when I'm faced with whether or not, you know, my child is asking me for money. That's not a, in the, in that present moment is not the time to make those boundaries, right? Um, It's, you know, sitting down with God, maybe with your spouse and setting those boundaries and saying, you know, if this happens, then I'll do this. And and bringing in into recovery is saying like, this isn't okay for me to do. And this is not okay for me to do. And if I do this, then I'm stepping outside of my recovery and I'm be, I can be conscious of that. And so.
1: That's a really good point too. And, and that is so true is actually thinking out possible things that you could expect to happen and coming up with um, a plan as to how you'll, you'll deal with it before it happens. That is very effective because it's almost like it pops into your head right away. Oh yeah, this is what I was going to do. I knew this could possibly happen yeah. and it, it becomes a little more automatic. You can handle a little bit faster and I think definitely, that's a good way to handle it.
0: Well, I really love talking with couples um, who have, you know, a child or loved one who are struggling with addiction, uh, man and wife, and they, are, you know, seeking counsel about, you know, how to do these things. And that's, you know, one of my favorite things to talk about with them is sitting down and having those game plans. Um, because I think that it can be so monumental in a person's, uh, you know, own personal recovery, but at the same time, um, you know, I got this advice from one of my, uh, counselors is for when it comes to finances is that, um, you know, you, you have to have a plan for your money. Otherwise, your money going to do whatever it wants, right? And it's the same thing with these situations. you got to have a plan or, you know, you're going to make decisions in the heat of the moment and it's probably not going to be good. But the beautiful thing about it is, is that even with finances in a budget, is that if we want to step outside of the budget um, and we have that to look back, we can get upset at the budget and not each other, right? Yeah. And the, this goes for these situations with, with, uh, you know, couples who have loved ones and there's seemingly like a lot of tension, right. When it comes to, well, should we do this or shouldn't we do this? And, you know, almost half of the time it's split 50, 50. I think we should do this. And I don't think that we should do this. And then there creates this chaos between the man and wife. And if you have that plan, you can look back to the plan and say, well, I'm not upset at you. And, you know, I'm not upset at you. I'm upset at that plan that we put in place <laughs> and that, you know, that plan takes the 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 brunt force, you know what I mean? And so um, I just think that that's, that's, you know, an important thing to do. As you were talking, um, I was recalling, I think for me outside looking in, one of the biggest breakthroughs I, I saw you have, um, and it might not seem like this, you know, to, to every person, but I remember... Because your codependency plays out in the ways that it does, and I wouldn't do this to any person who wasn't my mom to you know <laughs> analyze in this. But um, I just remember, you know, we ha- us getting together as a family one time, and you just said, you know, I'm constantly running around trying to take care of all of these things. You were noticing it. You were stepping out of denial. You saying, I'm running so busy and trying to do all of these things that I'm missing out on what's really important. And that's spending time with my family. Right. And I thought that that was such a huge breakthrough for you because it was the codependency that, that struggle that was had attached itself to things that you really just love and enjoy to do like baking and, and, you know, taking care of your family. Those are all, good things. They're all great things. And you actually enjoy doing them. But the codependency attached itself to it so much that you it was becoming unenjoyable and you were missing out on the things that were important to you. And so I just thought that that was a beautiful moment where you kind of stepped out. And, and what happens a lot of times in our recoveries is that we unfortunately sometimes have to give up some things that we do like for the greater good, for the opportunity to be able to grow and actually be able to, to move forward in our recovery.
1: So, you know, what's really interesting about that is, and, and some of this um, is that I think that the codependency is, is the natural tendency. I have that natural tendency based on, normal feelings that I have and and that's who I am I think trying to come out of codependency and dealing with it John you've said um, lots of times that uh, when you take out something you've got that hole that you Mm -hmm. need to fill something else and I think that what I've used to fill that hole a lot of times as I'm trying to deal with codependency is busyness Mm -hmm. and um, you know, because if I just stay busy enough, I won't be thinking about how I didn't, you know, react in codependency to that person. And I I don't have to think, I don't have to worry, I don't have to, instead of putting enough God into it, I put more busyness into it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that that's, it's a, that's an interesting thing for you to bring up is, and maybe that is in the growth, my growth through CR is, okay, now... You know that pendulum has swung from codependency all the way over to business <laughs> as I as I'm trying to find a balance. Mm,
0: that's so good. I love that. You know, it's that's a scary thing to come to terms with in recovery is understanding uh, that pendulum swing and knowing. Okay, I've got some victory in this area of my life. Okay, well that doesn't mean I'm completely finished and all healed and all better and I don't have to worry about anything ever again. But naturally, now that they're okay. This is revealing some other things in me that I need to work on, and that can be scary at first. But it's such a beautiful thing; it really is um, that the program puts or lays the foundation to be able and willing to work on whatever God reveals inside of us. And it really is a—it's a fun journey. It's uh, the most rewarding journey anybody can go on, um, and so uh, it's yeah I, I just love it so much and and I'm so grateful uh you know my wife is in recovery my stepdad is in recovery my mom is in recovery um you know I, I'd love to see some some more of my family in recovery um mm-hmm. but I'm just so grateful to have the examples that i have and and it's just an amazing thing to to be able to witness and so um i just i really love you for that
1: we can i and even this too the thing the other thing that i think is so exciting is is what we've been in recovery now i john even you have been really if you go back to your teenage years mm. um recovery for 15 years off yeah. and on not that whole time right, <laughs> right, right. but but um how it really doesn't ever get old it doesn't yeah. There's always something new, something good, something, um, you know, I love sharing when we would get together in our our small groups and share God's stories and how, Mm -hmm. what God's doing in our lives, because he's always doing something new and different as we grow and and learn. And, um, you know, as we share those stories and as we, if we're willing to take that step out, how we're growing as Mm -hmm. Christians. And so it's not just getting over the codependency, you know, you know getting over mm. the busyness. But wow, you know, God can just use cr for our entire lifetime, and, mm. and it will be growing and having those
0: stories. So, no, I that's t- so true. Uh, well, thank you so much for taking some time to do this. You guys are busy getting things packed up, getting ready to go, um, and so it means a lot that you would make the time to do this. But um, before we go, is there anything? Um, there's people out there listening that maybe, um, you know, never stepped through the doors of a meeting, uh, maybe in denial still, still facing that that struggle in themselves, um, or maybe. They're you know just coming out of a relapse or facing a relapse, um, just people in general out there struggling in all different areas of life. Um, what what would you like to to just to say to them?
1: Find someone to talk to. Find an accountability partner or sponsor. But you know, as as much as that's it's such a simple thing to say, it needs to be a healthy person, and that's why CR is such a great place to find that person to talk to. Um, the testimonies are amazing because you realize you're not alone um but you know accountability partners and sponsors will share those same testimonies with you it's people we need each other and that's why covid has been so difficult for everybody because we've all been in our own little
0: worlds Mm -hmm. thank you so much and uh i love you we'll talk to you later okay (laughs) Bye. bye Thank you for listening to the Monday Discussion. I hope that you take what we talk about here and have conversations with others. The things that we talk about on here are meant to start conversations, not end them. So I pray that you would talk with someone about what you heard here today and that you would look for ways to be a light in your own community. If you're struggling to find community and people to talk with, then please send an email to recovery at palmvalley.org. And I will personally get you connected with a volunteer from Celebrate Recovery because nothing changes the fact that we need each other, even if that means that we have to find new and creative ways to do so. You can also send me encouraging messages, comments, or concerns to that same email, recovery at palmvalley.org. And if you're enjoying this podcast, then please share it with someone else. I love you all, and I hope to see you soon.